Hello and welcome to the latest MSC Performance Podcast with myself, Mark Coulson, and today I'm joined by Luke Rogers and Mr. Max Craven, the first podcast we've done as a, a trio. Uh, this is season four, episode 15, and today we are very much looking forward to having a bit of a catch-up, seeing what's going on on the, on the gym floor, uh, latest news and latest events at MSC Performance. And then a couple of little uh, diversions in some different uh, different topics. So, Max, how does it feel to be given the call up to uh, be honored. on the podcast with myself and Luke, seasoned professionals? Absolutely honoured. It obviously took a lot of um, a lot of convincing to uh, try and get on, but finally, you guys have obviously let me here. Um, a lot of bribing. I think I paid quite a lot of money to be here. But, um, yeah, very. You'll excited. get that back in Spotify royalties from all the listeners. Without, so, it pays for itself. Yeah, excited to talk and catch up about everything and yeah, dive into some interesting topics. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, Luke, we did a nice little podcast with Joe Matthews uh, last week and uh, had some good feedback on, on, on that, wasn't it? It was a good, I, good little learning day for myself, I think. Well, you know, sometimes you need a reminder that you shouldn't masturbate or actually that you can masturbate the day before a game. So yeah, it's good to, to remember that and good to... Yeah, to hear it again. It's nice um, to know you've picked up a key bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, I, I thought it was excellent. Actually, I thought it was like really well rounded. Like there was something for everyone: team sports, strength sports, general populations, people that were looking to train better, but also like just people that wanted to be healthier. I think it answered quite a lot of questions that a lot of people ask or want to ask but never ask. Yeah. Um, and it was quite like the one about like not overusing meal replacement shakes and, and supplements and and. The, the psychological underpinnings of why that might be a thing like stuff like that's really interesting to me because yeah. like in theory the liquid meal or the, the meal replacement is exactly the same as what you get in in a normal meal so like why is it worse and when you're talking about like the the underpinning of that of the psychological impairments of just drinking liquid calories it's really interesting to me so that was cool yeah. I think yeah. it's a good podcast I enjoyed that bit as well actually yeah because like you say getting you know with uh it's just such a common question that comes up, isn't it? Like supplements, what supplements should be having and stuff like this. And it's like, as, as we know, it's yeah, often, often the questions coming from people who aren't doing the, the bread and butter, the basics of, you know, training regularly, training well, consistent. Um, but like you say, the finer details of that, where it's like, okay, let's take, I don't know, like Huel's a big one at the moment, where it's like, right, it's a meal replacement. It's got everything you need and things like that. So, like you say, why you know why can't you just drink that over over food? And yeah, I found like the the psychological yeah. element and um, and also physiological, like about the the feeling you know of being being actually full and mm. everything like that. And all of a sudden, like that meal replacement, you know, shake can become you know you, I think like I alluded to in the in the podcast, like you know you're having one of those and it's got all the calories and all the nutrients you need, but then for whatever reason, physiologically, psychologically, you're still a bit hungry afterwards and then yeah. like you're eating another meal or you're eating a pack of biscuits or something like that and all of a sudden you're doubling your calories essentially. So yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. I also thought. think it's like, like it's really good as well. You know, everything kind of comes in these waves and the pendulum swinging and it went very much like if it fits your macros five, ten years ago and everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter what you're eating as long as you're eating your set calories and it kind of came away from health and it was just about calories and aesthetics and, and like joe alluded to it there's like a gram of carbs from sweets versus a gram of carbs from like i don't know vegetables is completely different yeah. but the swing back now to, to health 
is really is, is a really really good thing. I'm, and I think, I'm really pleased with that because that's been that's been like bugging me for the last few years. Well, I remember like, we spoke about it with your macros, and you was like, Luke, there's no way that this is, and not even from like a, a weight management perspective, but from a health perspective, it's obviously going to be worse. Yes, yeah, yeah. It got to it got to a stage where it was literally, you know, probably a couple of like influencers influences on in particular on uh, on social media have done some like really good stuff but you know one specifically who's just like you know just stressing the importance like talking like the only thing that matters is you know calories, calories and yeah. it's like you know it doesn't matter if it's from this and that and it's like but it does it does it does matter it got to such a stage where it was like yeah as long as you're you know, uh, if, you're, if you're trying to lose weight, as long as you're in a, in a slight deficit or if you're trying to put on weight, you're, you know, um, slight, slight surplus, then it doesn't matter what you're eating. And it's like, and yeah, like you said, we I remember us having a conversation over the years of like, oh, it's getting this, like with most things in, in, in the far, game, yeah. you know, it goes too too far. So we've got to find that, that balance. So yeah, it's good that I enjoyed that part of it as well. And like mm-hmm. you say, you know, hopefully we start to, you know, pull it back a little bit, being a bit less dramatic with like well, the, the, less the dramatic, calories. The less dramatic thing is what he talks about, the 80-20 rule, which everyone talks about, which is like, you know, four out of five days or four out of five meals like you're eating like really good, but then you're still allowing yourself that treat and that's the sustainability element of the eating. But it's not gone so far that you're not, you're just disregarding health and eating good quality foods for the sake of just getting the calories in. And I think allowing yourself the little treats or whatever you want to have, like if you're going out with friends, go and have a bloody pizza. But you shouldn't be having a pizza as your post-workout meal every day, even if you need 700 calories, you have half a pizza. Yeah. When you go out when you go out with people who aren't in the industry and they're like, oh my God, you're eating a, a pizza or oh, you're, having a, worst, you're having a dessert. It? That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, don't just eat chicken, chicken broccoli. Like, yeah. I went to a networking thing like a few weeks ago and it was like, yeah, so what what do you do? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a strength commission coach and this one. Obviously, oh, you mean a PT? Yeah, yeah, PT. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, chicken and broccoli, chicken and broccoli. Like, the chicken and broccoli gag started coming out. And yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah, so uh, the sustainability is important. You see that with like, um, you know, even um, people who are, are massively into, you know, into training and, you know, take it very seriously. Like, let's take a, a bodybuilding, you know, bodybuilding or figure competitor. Uh, as an example of like you know hardcore dieting where they are literally chicken and broccoli or whatever up until the comp and then what's the first thing they want to do after comp is like a mad indulgement like mad binge and that's like a kind of small example of like you know if you take an everyday person they're trying to go down the chicken and broccoli route for you know a week or something like that or two weeks or a month it's just not gonna I also find, and it, it's completely anecdotally, but like, like when we went out, we went for food last Friday or Saturday, sorry, and like you had a pizza and a dessert, I had whatever I wanted to eat and a dessert, and like people look, and then there'll be people that are like, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, like maybe more of a way and not making as good nutrition decisions all the time, and then when they go out, they'll make like a healthier choice, and then it'll look, and I know that's completely yeah. anecdotal, but like, when I go out with people that don't like particularly enjoy training or don't particularly track what they're eating, they'll go out and they'll make like a, a healthy option. But like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really good. But then the majority of the other time, they're eating like crap or like yeah, they're, yeah. they're eating okay meals, but they're not so crap on top of it. But yeah. then like we're, 
because we're making conscious efforts six out of seven days a week. When we go out, we'll just have what we want. And I know that's completely anecdotal and it's not thingy, but I've seen that loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. They want to impress you with I'm having a salad. Yeah, today I've uh, try and, yeah, yeah it's popular social. I've had uh, yeah. I've had the chicken, I've asked them to hold the voice because I'm being healthy. <laughs> yeah. And it's die, like, no, yeah. yeah but if you are like, you know, the bulk of the time being made conscious with your decisions while still enjoying yourself, then there is the room to have the meal that you want to have. And that's what Joe's point was, wasn't it, yeah. as well? So. Yeah, and I, re I really like that, yeah. And, good podcast, um, yeah. Yeah, it was good, yeah, yeah. In terms of, um, you know, on the subject of sustainability of nutrition, what's, what are the key things that you guys think that, you know, uh, enable you to be sustainable with your, your own training? With regards to nutrition and stuff? In regards more to training, rather than nutrition. Mm. So I... I think for my, so, so I don't, I mean, I, I do powerlifting, so obviously it's not a very varied sport by definition. I think for a lot of people, when you talk about like the individuality of training programs, a lot of people think that's going to be like, okay, so I've come in, two people come in and one person's got 20 different exercises, the other person's got 20 different exercises, and the rep schemes are completely different. For the bulk of people, they're doing very similar rep schemes, very similar exercises. Um, that's not the individuality of training. I think the individuality comes down to, how much kind of little variations you need and little nuanced differences. So like for myself, I don't need that much variation. Um, but if I feel like I need a little bit of variability, I'll kind of just put in little slots of like what I think um, doesn't particularly matter. So like I've done my deadlifts or whatever, then it'll be like a row of choice. And that gives me enough variation in there to still enjoy trying to push something a little bit different if I feel like I want to. Um, so I think like a lot of people to try and get that sustainability of training, it's, choosing a level of variation within that that's going to help you be find enjoyment in the training and yeah. some people like doing the same thing like yeah you know, naz who i've trained for years like she loves doing the same program and over and over again we make very very little changes if any because she loves it yeah but on the flip you might get some say like, after three weeks you become really bored of doing one-on rolls can we change something else so yeah. i think like allowing variation within there especially if it's not something that like i have to do deadlifts but i don't have to do one-arm rolls i might think they're beneficial but i don't have to yeah, so i think yeah, finding yeah. that little bit of variation within that training can help the sustainability and the enjoyment factor especially yeah. like early doors enjoyment's the enjoyment's a you know key word there isn't it i think like in terms of you know trying to whatever it is in life that you're trying to trying to achieve and trying to do you set that goal you have to enjoy the the journey Without generally doubt, speaking yeah. unless it's like you know you've got six weeks to like I don't know, get an exam done that you need to get done or you know you've got a very short-term target then you can go boot camp style and put yourself through you know a bit of a miserable time and get get to the goal but i think in terms of like long-term development long-term sustainability which is obviously a big thing that we we encourage down at msc rather than like six week 12 week transformations um you know is is enjoying the journey and i think it's why we uh place such an emphasis on that both in the training and the socials at msc and things like that um i just think that's yeah. that's massive and the other thing's probably coaching where you, you've not said the word coaching but like just you with with naz you've said there that like um i hope she doesn't mind us using her her name but nah, know, she with, loves it. with um she was showing her friends oh lovely <laughs> hello hello naz hello naz um and uh with with, with naz obviously like say she, she enjoys doing a, a very repetitive program the same sort of things over and over again and that's the job of you know that's where 
or one of the areas where you come in very handy for her like as a as a as a coach and you've got to you've got to know you know with her there's you know you're working you know a very small amount of exercises year round whereas i'm sure you've got someone else who probably springs to mind that you know, oh, yeah, needs, a, need, needs a lot of variation mm -hmm. and you know wants that kind of you know rotation of you know, i often find like weeks. the young younger people that are coming through like, i coach at the minute could be like 16 year olds and like after like two weeks like oh really want to try something else instead of lap pull down. Yeah. So like now I find myself more and more for like young people like that, just put in vertical pull of choice. And you older, choose, you know yeah. what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to like. do what our rows. <laughs> as long as you've got that basis of the fundamental movement, you can vary a little bit. As yeah, you it's like, it's like more exciting you have to be doing deadlift if you want to get good at deadlift yeah. as well. Yeah. But I don't care if you're doing no. read out of choice. It's, it's, it's a lot. So so for me, just on that individual, individual kind of side, so with regards to my training, because I'm more... I obviously play rugby, but I'm more into sort of, sort of CrossFit kind of thing. And what's fun for me, which is probably you would hate this kind of stuff because you like having your deadlift squat on bench, but I can come into a session and they are structured sessions, but I'll have so many different movements that I need to do. So that's what makes it a lot more fun for me because I'll have like Olympic lifts, I'll have basic compound movements, I'll have gymnastic movements, I'll have cardio of some sort. So it makes it fun for me in that sense. I can come in and be like, right, what am I doing today? Oh, handstand walks, I'm doing... Mm. skis i'm doing something like which is very fun and it suits my kind of training but obviously for powerlifting side you've things. got that like exercise tombola haven't you there you go. <laughs> what am i doing today ski erg yeah. four sets of eight yeah. what the does that mean <laughs> yeah. i guess as well from a sustainability perspective you have to train because you've obviously got your washing machine down there so yeah, i've got to every yeah. time you do a clothes wash you may as well do some kind of squat so i'm actually supersetting at the moment i do obviously do my squats and i'm doing my washing as well uh, as, as we said i'm gonna open up a business where i have clients in the gym and they bring their washing with them so they can do their washing your mom the your mom's iron in the clothes as you finish yeah, exactly. in the uh, the workout it's very sharp. It's very, <laughs> very, sharp. Yeah. very good yeah you can definitely see uh by the, the attraction of one of the attractions of crossfit is that that variability mm, like yeah. and like the the um like the emphasis on being well-rounded and being yeah. able to do gymnastics work, be strong, be do, like do the Olympic lifts, have a good aerobic base. Like, but it's quite attractive. Yeah, technique does always underpin it though. So a lot of there's a lot of views that come in that see people doing like terrible technique on certain things. Whereas like CrossFit, it is underpinned with like good movement and good healthy movements on everything first. So like if you want to do Olympic lifts, you've got to make sure you've got good movement before you can do it. Like under fatigue or under a certain amount of reps because like if you are doing these complicated movements under a certain amount of load you are going to pick up injuries in the long run so it is making sure that you have got a good base of movement first before you get into the high rep kind of stuff so i often think so i often think with stuff like this crossfit gets a bad rap because you watch the bottom like 10 percent of yeah. crossfitters if you went and watch the bottom 10 percent of anything it looks terrible the yeah. bottom 10 percent of powerlifting looks disgusting yeah. the bottom 10 percent of weightlifting of rugby all looks terrible. Bodybuilding, it, if you go to a bodybuilding gym at 6 p.m. and have a look at people training, it looks mm. terrible. Yeah, yeah. And you don't see the the top guys or the middle guys that are getting good coaching. You watch the guys that are getting no coaching just trying to do Olympic lifts. Yeah, it looks exactly. disgusting. But if you go to a bodybuilding gym, it's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Like pe pe disgusting. People train terribly at the bottom end, mm. and that's just everything. Yeah. And you can't judge the whole overarching concept of CrossFit by the bottom 10% that aren't yeah. getting coached or coached well, and they're just doing like, bastardized movements of everything. Yeah. A lot of people have judged CrossFit off like 
that one video. The CrossFit fail viral. videos. Yeah, yeah big people time. like doing crazy kicking pull-ups. But the, forget just, about yeah. the uh, the bodybuilder guy doing a fucking bicep curl and whacking his fish tank and the yeah. fish just falls out. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, bodybuilding's great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Getting on a chest press machine and doing some crazy isolation movements. Yeah. Trying, so. I think the bottom 10% of everything's terrible. Talking of uh, talking about technique and underpinning technique and uh, Olympic lifts, like how have you sort of you know found watching? Obviously, we've got the Indian weightlifting team down yeah. here. Like just you know seeing some of those guys is scary, isn't pretty it? impressive. Eh? It's just like the way they make weights look. It's just not it's it's not right, is it? The way that some of them can shift our working sets, which all of us will do for for warm ups, is it's ridiculous. And seeing just the way they train, the way they warm up to things, how they're sort of structuring their training sessions. There's just so much interest in it all that you'll often find, won't you, in the gym that people will be doing their sets and instead of resting now, they'll just watch them. Yeah. I, think they, I think they quite like having that audience there that sort of, they know that they're being watched, they know that they're sort of impressing them, which I think it comes in quite nicely to this whole community side of MSC that they sort of know that people are admiring them quite a lot. Yeah. Well, they'll get there anywhere they train, won't they? Like outside yeah. of their normal place. Like if they're in the training hall, they'll be training not with just weightlifters, they'll be training with like pole vaulters, mm -hmm. sprinters who won't be lifting as well. They'll be watching it being like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really cool to see. It's just yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I think it's the volume of people for me. Because obviously, you've got like jazz and like we've had like sync, you know, we've had a couple of British champs that train down there, but it's the volume of like 10 people lifting that well at one time. And you're like, that's oh, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> What about you? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I agree with Luke's point there. Like, is like you know, obviously had Jazz here for for years. Who's who's in that bracket? You know, at least. Um, but you know, he's kind of lifting by himself. And I think you're right when you see like three or four of them lifting at the same time. It's yeah. kind of yeah, it kind of emphasises it a little little bit more, doesn't it? But yeah, yeah. yeah like um, yeah, just to uh, yeah, see the like see the amount of weight that they're shifting and the, the speed. In which yeah, they're lifting at, it's, it's like I was like watching kind of gymnastics and stuff that like I'm not very good at because I just like find it hard to fathom how you can do like certain things. Yeah. And like Olympic lifting, obviously, you know, I can do it and like you know, I've, I've done okay in it in the past, like just messing around. But like the level these guys are at, I'm like, uh, makes you appreciate wow, it more how, when you sort of taking part in it. Like, yeah, as exactly. you say, with gymnastics, because none of us would be gymnasts. I mean, I think I've seen you do a couple. I did that handstand press up. I did a headstand to press up. Yeah, so you'll have more appreciation. But I think when you, yeah, as you say, when you take part in in the, the category or the sport that people are doing, you sort of you have much more appreciation when they are lifting or like lifting at such more of an elite level that you've actually ever got to. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, post that went around it said like at the Olympics there should be like a normal person doing the sport right next to it? <laughs> yeah, so just got, to put into, to put into Like when you see the 100 metre sprint and then you've got like someone doing it in 16 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, <laughs> next to just... Imagine the, the, the weight lift, you're like, right, you're going to try and chuck this bar off your head. Yeah. These are doing 130 and you've got like the bar like, pressing out. Like, That's yeah. brilliant. I do that in flip flops as well. The, di the diving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like an elbow. The technique so like so consistent as well. That's what I've noticed is like just as, as you'd expect. You know, it's the, yeah. it's the sport, obviously, but um, the the technique's so consistent. I love watching their stretching sessions at the end. Yeah, it's very uh, very raunchy. Raunchy. <laughs> but like they're folding up into some like. Mad end positions. Yeah, and I've seen you try and stretch in your... I was like <laughs> trying to touch my toes in the corner, getting ready for... <laughs> <laughs> we all right, carry those bad news. 
So be right back. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what other, obviously Commonwealth Games coming up in, in Birmingham, our home city. I feel like I can just about call it my home city now. I've lived there a long time. Um, what kind of sports are you looking forward to, to watching? And also, here's, here's one. What, who, out of all those sports, who would you love to see like doing S&C at MSC? I've got tickets to go and watch um, the weightlifting. I've got two weightlifting ones. I've got jazz and then another one. I've got tickets for the basketball. And um, the three on three or the five? Three on three. Wow. Yeah. Half, and, half court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've also got tickets for the uh, the, the volleyball, um, which it should be good. The beach volleyball. Beach, beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Two, uh, two women's games, two men's games. So. I tried not to put into the gender pay gap of uh, you know supporting the women that get paid more, but it was just how the tickets fell, unfortunately. Of course, yeah. yeah. Like a draw. Didn't ever say. So which which athlete would you like to see the most? Like out of the Commonwealth Games, which one would you like to see? Like who are you most excited to see if there is an athlete? Or in Olympics in general or sport <clears> that kind of environment? For me, it's any like the power based stuff, so like any of the throwers, any yeah. of the yeah, any of the jumpers. Probably like when you, see, I mean, you see, hear some of the stories of like the shot putters or like doing like the Olympic lifts to such a high standard. Mm. Something like that would be really cool to watch. Yeah. That sprinters, throwers, or jumpers probably. The, I think the sprinters is the obvious one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, imagine seeing like old Usain in it, like box jumping or something like that, just to see. That would be that would be something to see. Um, we had uh, we had an elite sprinter down here once a few years ago. Uh, the Chinese athlete Su Biltang, I think. Biltang, yeah. But, yeah, um, and, first uh, to one hundred ten in China. Yeah, yeah, first sub, yeah, first sub ten, yeah. uh, second hundred meters, um, uh, first Asian Asian yeah. man ever to to do that, and I think the fifth fastest uh, sixty meter runner of all time. Wow. Yeah, and he came down for a session. It was so random, like uh, his, his coach just literally rang us. Just, yeah, American oh, really? chap and was yeah. like, "Oh, I've got, I've got this athlete. Like, he's, oh yeah, all right. Yeah. He's, he's competed down the road. Like, has me thinking he's like, yeah, he's understated. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's he's yeah, he rock, rocks down. And I'm like, okay, ring like the face looks familiar. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I love you know, I love watching athletics, but I'm not like absolutely hardcore. Where I know everyone, so it's like oh, the face rings about. And like, I've got to talk to the coach, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's actually like this and that," and he's like, "You know," casually just said like, "How how good he is." Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was really cool to watch him training. Say yeah. about the Olympic lifts and like, you know, he's doing power. I think he was like, it was maybe the day before his race actually, mm-hmm. so he's just doing a bit of a primer. He's like this power cleaning like 110 kilo like, like, off nothing. the floor, like, and he's a very lean sprinter. He's mm-hmm. not one of your bigger sprinters. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was a very like cash session, but like when it when he was on, he was on, and it was yeah. just like that explosiveness. They have a different everything. mindset, don't they? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Say who I'd, what kind of athlete I'd love to see, like a decathlete or something like that. See how they train. Yeah, because they have such a variety mm. of things they need to be prepared for. I wonder how structure their training because they've just got to get through so much different variety haven't they really i know the basis of it is running jumping what are the what are the um, there's a couple of throwing, throwing, yeah. a couple throwing, of throwing things yeah it's like yeah. 400 or 800 isn't it yeah they'd have to do so much different got to be variety. monsters yeah yeah, yeah i'd love monsters. to give that a go should do that an msc to decathlon, decathlon day 
we'll speak to that's Bertrand. a great we'll show speak to like, uh, Harriers. like yeah. a, a Metcon games like we could call it the MSC Decathlon you could have like a multitude of different the 400 meter one around the block throwing <laughs> <laughs> the barbell the, around the track for like the uh, well for the med ball shot put med ball yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, trap bar oh mate that's brilliant yeah. Metcon Decathlon how can we do the, how can we do, how can we do the long jump <laughs> We could do that into onto the onto the. Maybe some sand out there. <laughs> oh yeah, we use the sand jumps. Like jump in, jump in pit. Yeah, going slightly off pit. So I just think like MMA guys are really interesting as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually have no interest in watching it, and like, it just doesn't do it for me um, at all. Watching it, but like I admire the mm. like the athletes because it's like there's so many skills mm. that they need to need to practice Loads, isn't there? Um, yeah. and like we've worked with one or two here before and it's like shit man like they've got the you know you might squeeze in two S&C sessions a week but like alongside that is like the boxing coaching the wrestling coaching yeah. like the jiu-jitsu work it's yeah, um, yeah. it's a lot like those guys earn the money that's for sure and you go in one-on-one <laughs> in a cage there's no hiding place it's not like on the rugby pitch you hiding behind me and let me do the tackles like it's you know it's uh, you know Sacrificing it's, his arm every fucking yeah, six months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you Do you know, know when you talk about serious, uh, but... we, we spoke earlier about the, the bottom ten percent, bottom ten percent of MMA people in the gym? Some of the they're like fight. Like we're doing five minute rounds because that's what you do in the sport. It's like battle ropes, like bodyweight squats, and yeah, it's not pretty. Let's get Matt. Other Max on because he did a little bit of his all. Was he doing jujitsu or something like that? Oh, he does a bit of jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He'd know, all, he'd know all about that. He's one of those ninety-eight percent of um, strength conditioning coaches that does a bit of jujitsu. How much would you have to be paid to step? Do we know any big MMA fighters? Obviously, we know like McGregor and all of those. Yeah, we've worked with one or two down here, like Chris Mears, like yeah. springs to mind. Yeah, yeah how, much, how much do you have to be paid to like step in the ring and do like three-minute round with like a McGregor or one of, or one of the big boys? I'd get knocked out for a mil. No. A mil? What? Get knocked out? You've got to hope the ref but doesn't... You can, die, you can actually die by now, nah, mate. You could. Well, okay, if it, in the head. If, it, if it was street and there was no ref and no rules, you couldn't pay me any money because like, someone like McGregor or, you know, who mentioned Chris Neal, like, he's come down here, like, mm. would kill you. Yeah, but let's say as soon as you KO'd, you KO'd, you're not going to go for extra. Oh, mate, I get KO'd on, rugby, on the rugby <laughs> yeah. pitch on a, basic, on a, a weekly, on a interview, weekly thing. So, yeah, a tenner. Every good drama. Yeah, I do it for a good angle. Get that on. What's the app? The rugby app that you were one of the maps. One of the maps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind getting yeah knocked out, but um, what ten is a tenner, mate? Ten is a tenner. Coffee ain't gonna buy itself. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Going back to the going back to the question of the Commonwealth Games. What what about what about you, Max? Who would you have? You got any tickets? Are you? I don't. If you do, you need to book that time off work now. I don't, um, I don't have any tickets. Athletes, what sports are you looking forward to watching on the telly then? What athletes, what, you know, what sports team would you have down here training that you'd like to watch? I know this is biased, but I'm always... Rugby's don't roll your eyes, yeah. But I just... I, more obviously, rugby noise than me, isn't it? That's saying something. I'd, love, I'd obviously love to watch Rugby Sevens because I've been... I've been to some of the seven stuff when they were talking them up when they do the circuit, and just it's a it's a nice environment to be in because it's not just go, like obviously going to watch a game, watch one game is good, but when you go to watch the seven, it's a whole day because you watch all of the group stages. Everyone's just warming up. It's like proper old school. Like everyone warms up on the side of the pitch <laughs> in the dead ball area. 
Um, and it's a whole day thing. And obviously yeah. the athletes in rugby are so fit. Like you've the sevens, seven, guys. You've done sevens, haven't you? And yeah. it is hard. It's hard work. Like I'd love, yeah, I'd great. to see it's you have those sevens. Well, I was just thinking about it. Like, it's a shame that the Commonwealth Games weren't closer to your house because otherwise you could have gone and watched it, couldn't you? Yeah, you know, I just wish it was more accessible. Yeah. It's about 20 quid. <laughs> You're 10 minutes around the corner. Like, I really want to go and watch the seventh. <laughs> God, <laughs> <laughs> it's still available now, man. Jesus. I'll have a look, man. I'll have a look. Like, seven, seven athletes, like, uh, different gravy, yeah, yeah. And like high level, again, it comes down to like that top 10% yeah, or bottom sure. 10%. Like, we're yeah. saying, uh, watched a little bit of State Origin yesterday, like the rugby league, mm-hmm. like, and um, like the Aussie guys there are just monsters, mate. Yeah. Like, aerobic animals, but also like powerful, yeah. like psychologically lunatics. Like, the way, I mean, it makes what, like, you know, it makes Union look softer, that, like, at that level, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, you have to watch the highlights, man. It's they crazy. Like, full, it's yeah. full, full good, full good, and it's a little bit looser in terms of like loose shoulders, the way you can tackle, you get away with a lot more. They're all more light, aren't they? Like, mate, it is car crash stuff. I played a season of rugby league a long time ago, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that another, yeah. another time. I'm right in saying that more Americans play sevens. I seem to see a lot of videos of like maybe like people that didn't quite make the NFL then good to like sevens, and they seem to be like ridiculous sprinters in it. They're good, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they, they are the US team move like. Good in sevens, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, they are. Just diving off topic a bit, this is something we've been talking about earlier. What would you say? I'm just going to put you on the spot. Is sport-wise, what do you think is the most skillful sport out there? And then, what do you think? Which sport do you think has the best all-round athletes? It's a very similar conversation that we were having earlier, weren't we? So, like, best sport in terms of skill, best sport in terms of you've got to be the best athlete overall. Yeah, I would say. Well, your question wise, earlier was football or rugby. Yeah, but which now requires more skill. Yeah, now I'd say in I reckon skill wise, maybe something like snooping or something. I was going to say like a yeah. really. I was thinking like a snooping is a, a great a, a diving or something like that. Where yeah, it's like yeah. really really fine skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snooker man. Snooker. That's a technical one. Have you had to go to snooker before? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, got like it's 20, hard. 20 it's hard. Yeah, yeah you yeah. put a red, and you go for a colour. Yeah. You never put it. So yeah. it's just it's one, one point. One, one, one. <laughs> what gets me is like Ronnie O'Sullivan who can play like almost equally as well off his left hand. Like, so you're talking about such a fine, fine skill. Yeah, and then like to be able to do it on your other side, like shouldn't be shouldn't be possible. Yeah, he does it in game. He does it mid game, doesn't he? Yeah, but, oh, I can't get it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. MSC Snooker Social. I did like snooker. Let's get it done. It's good. It's good snooker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you say snooker, athletes. snooker for skill. Yeah. Um, best athlete. Do you say snooker for skill? Best, 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 best athlete snooker players as well. All darts, darts, Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Best athletes. For me, the athletes is you're looking at things that like the multiple qualities. Yeah. Strong, powerful, aerobic. Yeah. So I think then you look like tennis players. I'm not saying I exactly think, tennis, I but tennis, something like I think tennis. tennis players are unbelievable athletes. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest sports going because, like, the the length of time they play for um, the women don't play as long as games as men. But um, like, it's a long game. It's like, you know, the guys you know, serving top the top men 140 miles an hour, yeah, yeah. like top women 150, 120 miles an hour, like. 
point after point after point, change direction, short, sharp, a great example. lateral, forward, back. Jokovic like, splits, do you know that shot when he's like doing yeah. full oh, split? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Is, yeah. The, the pace these guys are hitting the ball, so like the power and mm. the strength to be able to like sustain, like and not break. They'll still have that at the end of and the day. Like, and they play so frequently as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so like we've spoke about the basketball before, like yeah, playing like the next day, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I think tennis guy, like tennis players, are unbelievable. Yeah. One of my one of my friends yesterday shared the video of Djokovic doing the spits in that shot, <laughs> and then he said that a new powerlifter is moaning about doing your twenty second Copenhagen's and beating. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So something like tennis or like a team sport like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I think like triathletes, like yeah, yeah, would be would be up there at the top level, like in terms of athletic requirements. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's very obviously heavy endurance based, but like still, still you gotta yeah. go some dark places there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, it's so, like so tennis, hard. To be fair. I think tennis is because you've got virtually. All elements, really. I think all, all, yeah. And we're talking at top level, by the way. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. anyone can go out and play a bit of tennis. What, you like, mean the Harborn Tennis Club yeah. ladies that are playing right now aren't the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the top 10%? Wilma, Wilma and Helga, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's levels in there. There's levels. Mm, yeah. Um, oh, man. I, I think like any team sport, probably... mate, like football, like, mm. again, like you see the miles that they're covering, basketball is high. 11, level. 12k a, a game. So yeah, like any team yeah. sport really. Right. Yeah, you can argue mm-hmm. like American football, but then it's so specific, specialized, yeah. it's so specialized. Yeah. So if you're talking about like, okay, American football versus like rugby as an example, an obvious example, like you know, in a lot of like, let's say, test in a, in testing environments, like American football guys would kill rugby guys, like. They, they're on a different overall, planet. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like, like the the combine. I'm talking yeah. about the combine and things like that, like those kind of those kind of tests. But then you could also argue that rugby players are much better athletes because you know, okay, the like, they've got to do everything. Even if you're, you know, whether you're a, a centre or a second row or back row, <clears> yeah. like you were saying earlier, like you need to be able to to you know to have a wide range of skills, like skill set, yeah, and also like physiologically. Being like strong, powerful, you know, look at Burgoyne who just came in. Like he's a big boy, like 125, 130 kilos. He's got to go. He's got to go around the park for 80 yeah, minutes. You know, and it's like that's. Whereas your NFL, if he was a defensive lineman or something in American football, you know, chuck, chuck an extra, 10 seconds chuck an extra 10 kilos on him and just yeah. say like your average plays four seconds, which is what it is in like NFL is four seconds. Like, mate, don't worry about ever touching the ball. Like you're gonna like get off the line, block, repeat, yeah. repeat, yeah. repeat, repeat. If you're a kicker, you never have to pass, tackle, mm-hmm. anything like. Your job is to kick the ball. Like it's that, yeah, that's that's where I'd probably rule American football out of that. Because a lot of people would say American football is because they're like jacked and they're super powerful and super strong. Yeah. What I like now is like you're pushing like Burgoyne to be like the best athlete, and then like you'll see him on a Saturday night, like. <laughs> Ten pikes down, <laughs> ten, ten scoops ten and a couple of books. Yeah, he's ten, ten scoops and a mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Mitch would argue otherwise. But... Four, about maybe forty minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, but it's longer than four seconds. Right? Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, yeah, difficult. One. I think might be one of those where 
later on today I'll be training myself or something and I'll think, yeah. ah, it's got to be... One of the, uh, one one of the questions we did have kind of around this now is like, what is the greatest sporting his, uh, moment in sporting history? What's the best moment in sporting history? Jazz, British Champs, 2019. You always say 18 that, kilo jumps. It's all, it's all depending on the person, isn't it, first? Like, because you obviously have that memory with jazz. Mm. Like, everyone has different memories, like, of certain sporting events. It could be something that's overall passed, like, long ago. But, like, for me, I remember watching... 2005 Champions Oof, League. Boom. No, it's not actually rugby. The 2005 Champions League final, Liverpool when they went three, three nil down. down. That's huge. Because That's for me, any crazy. any of the greatest moments are like the big comebacks or the last minute upside, the buzz, yeah. the buzzer beaters, anything like that. It's yeah. just like yeah. last second. But like even like when Man City won the league with that like yeah yeah yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah yeah. David Beckham's free kick against Greece. Greece. Yeah. I, I remember that. Literally, like it was yesterday, like 2002. 2002, yeah. I was, I was fine. You weren't even born. Yeah, great, great. I was watching that with my, with my mate in the in the Shire in the village. I like, mate. I still remember the buzz from that. And like straight after the game, we went down the park. They were just trying to like replicate, that. <laughs> like kicking over old Mavis's garden, like you know, over the fence. But like, wow. Yeah, that was like an unbelievable. Game. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's what I mean. It's a two-all draw against Greece. I mean, it wasn't like the, the <laughs> yeah, context yeah. was it was to qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's all depending on what memory you got. Two thousand three, rugby World Cup. World Cup dropping it. Yeah, that's got to oh, be. That's got to be up there. Really, he did uh, that powerlifting moments. That are incredible. Well, last World Cup, uh, last World Cup, last World Champs. Uh, Jess Bretton needed to pull two sixty at seventy six body weight and pulled it. That was pretty good. Yeah, so. uh, to, to be fair, on weightlifting, um, when Lasher's done all his weightlifting stuff, that's quite incredible because no one's lifted. He's what about the in the Hydrox? Any uh, in the Hydrox? Any, any good oh, yeah. sporting moments in there? Yes, loads of sporting moments <laughs> in Hydrox. Too many, I can't actually name. <laughs> but you got you got the last two years to go on, haven't you? So. Know, yeah, Hydrox and that one. So. Federer and Nadal, two thousand eight Wimbledon final. Mm. Good one, that. Like that was. Um, I don't know if you can call it a moment because it's a game, isn't it? Mm. Like, if we're talking a moment, is it the drop goal from John Wilson? Is it the yeah. like, um, well, like Liver- three Liverpool one was Michael the Jordan three. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it one thing, yeah. yeah, but yeah, like that that game was like, yeah, like one of the best sporting matches I've ever seen. Like, two gladiators Crazy. going toe to toe on yeah. the battlefield yeah. in their prime, mm. like, was just you know. Sporting greatness that like we lived through this period of like Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, like Messi, Ronaldo, like it's just the Johnny Wilkinson, are just Brown, Mike Brown. <laughs> I actually I remember, <laughs> I remember watching that tennis game because it is a bit I think I remember watching that and. Um, I just remember Nadal's um, arm. Left, left arm. It was just so wham. Like it was literally out here, and then the camera would pan to his right arm. <laughs> and it was just trying to. T yeah. shirt's like a tent. Like, yeah. It's a half. Like, I used to wear the sleeveless, didn't he, actually? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to wear the sleeveless. How good did Nadal look back there? He's not yeah. aged well, is he? No. Like, back then, like, absolute <laughs> specimen. Good looking blow, long hair, like, he'd wear the headband, sleeveless. Yeah. Like, long big arm. 
one massive arm when we were, more than I had. <laughs> when yeah. we went to uh, when we went to Mallorca, we went to like one of the harbors where it said this is like Rafael Nadal's got a, a yacht here. Mm. Like looking around trying to find uh, which one it was. And there's one called the left arm. Uh, the word, but like we used to, we used to, which one, which one's Nadal's? Which one's Nadal's? <laughs> and you presume it's going to be the biggest one, but yeah. I think Federer, Federer is the best. I would say out of tennis athletes, I think Federer is my favourite. Federer is my favourite. Yeah. He's one of my favourite. You know, he's probably Federer is probably in my top. I'm talking today like I'm a massive tennis fan. Like I don't know, it's probably like my third or fourth favourite sport. But like yeah. Federer is probably in my top three, mm. definitely top five favourite athletes of all time. Like just absolute like technical. Perfection, mm. brilliance. This yeah. is the one thing when you say not the best. When you say athlete, I'm separating the skill from like. So for me, like Cristiano Ronaldo's a better athlete than Messi, but Messi might be a better footballer. Yeah. So like yeah. you could say Nadal's a better athlete than Federer, but Federer arguably is the better yes. tennis player. Agreed. It's that whole yeah. talent versus like hard work debate, isn't it? But Ronaldo is very much he's he's obviously putting the hard work. Well, Messi apparently does no S and C. He doesn't want to yeah. lift weights. Um, pure talent. He's just like ridiculously skillful at the sport, really fit. Obviously, I'm not saying he's a terrible athlete, but I'm saying like, Ronaldo is fast as well, mate. Like I've, I've seen, I've been lucky enough to see him live at uh, Camp Nou a few years back, and like, yeah, to see one of the best to ever do it. I mean, like, it blew my mind how quick he is. Actually, yeah, like over five, over five meters, five ten meters. Yeah. He's, ra- he's rapid. Like you don't, you don't, you talk about Messi, you don't talk about speed. Like, you know, it's not one of the first things that comes up. Um, and this was not that long. I mean, you know, probably five years ago, so he was like 30. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, so he might have even dropped off a little bit, but like, man, he was rapid. And as speed. quick, as quick with the ball than without it. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the difference, yeah. He is an athlete, he is a yeah. 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 Any, what, any other sporting moments, would you say? Like, we were speaking earlier and again I don't think it's the thing but there's the big I quite liked it when Tyson Fury got knocked out yeah uh, is it, was it Wilder it was Wilder yeah 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 when he, when he had that he's like sparked out and then he gets up and like the story behind that's amazing and like the comeback on that's amazing I think it inspired yeah. loads of people especially like working class people really inspired yeah. them um, I'm not saying it's one of the greatest moments, but but something along them lines for me always is like you know, phenomenal. Something that had some like wider meaning, and yeah, like, yeah, 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 um, influence. Yeah, that yeah, that was a good one. And when you see Wilder's face, when he sort of so, he, he does that dance, doesn't he? That little shit. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. Looks over his corner, over his shoulder, and he sees he sees him get up. Yeah, like, yeah. I think on that topic, there's one there's one clip. I don't know how true it is. It was it was on TikTok, so it's, it's obviously true. <laughs> Doing your research for the podcast on your tickets. <laughs> but there was a clip of a, of a weightlifter who... Um, oh, the German guy. Yeah, and he... His he, wife died. His wife died quite recently. Didn't That's true, like, yeah. He put the, the picture down. Thing, yeah, and it, yeah I, actually, I remember watching it, and I actually got like a little bit like... Not teary, but I was like... Fuck, Mate, I absolutely did. I've got it yeah. saved. Like, if I ever need motivation, I've got a few videos I go to. That's one of the videos I've got saved on like, Instagram to watch it, to be like... Bit of boost, yeah, yeah, quality. I love that kind of great to see someone come back from the abyss like that, yeah. And uh, you know, what I mean, how easy and forgivable would it be to just be like, just throw it in there, like, just to throw in the towel and be like, that's you know, but to you know, we've we've got an idea of how hard it is for elite guys to like make the time, but to do that with 
all those external factors is pretty is pretty amazing. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good story like that. Oh so, yeah, I mean you've had your fair few. Well, I don't like to talk about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like you know, if, uh, a few comebacks over the years, mate. And, uh, we'll Are we going to be we'll seeing see one, one more? Are we going to be seeing one more? That's to be decided. That's to be yeah. decided. Mm. Yeah, training at the moment, doing preseason, and uh, we'll, um, we'll we'll, we'll see. We're gonna me. yeah, we'll leave it till the eleventh hour, I think. Um, We'll see what happens. We had a, another question, uh, which was, "What is your favourite slash most inspirational sports film?" Cool Runnings. Yeah. <sighs> Coach Carter. Semi pro. <laughs> Semi pro. What a film. What a number. Talladega Nights. Longest yard. <laughs> Longest yard. <laughs> Longest yard. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant, uh, isn't it? Have you seen um, the cool new runnings. the new Adam Sandler film? Hustle. Hustle's good. Have you watched it? Yeah, it's very. It's very. Coach it's very. Life. It reminds me of Rocky Balboa, like running up that hill. Mm. And yeah, yeah, have you seen it? You'll love it. The hustle. No, I it's just come out on Netflix. No, it's good. It is very Coach Carter. If you're into sport and basketball, yeah, yeah. I love um, Moneyball. Have you seen that? That's yeah. very good. That one. Have you seen that? No. It doesn't sound. All about statistics. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like it'd be interesting, but it's basically like because it, I mean it's baseball. And like the guy's a general manager, basically, Brad general manager, and like he's got a pretty average team with a low budget, and it's about like getting men to the top, and he brings in this guy who's like basically a data guy, he's like a you know analyst, and he throws out all the egos, everything like that, and just goes for like you know who statistically will help the team mm. do better. It's the little yeah. things like they'll they'll sign a player who can. I mean, I'm not going to get technical about really. baseball, but like yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like. You know, if, if we can think right, okay, baseball, you've got to go around one for his four bases to do a home run. Yeah. This guy's never hit a home run, but like he gets to first base like 98% of the time. Yeah. You know, he'll hit the ball, he'll get there. So he's like a real budget player, but like because he can get Just to first base every good. time. Yeah. Yeah. It gives the next guy like the opportunity or whatever. And like that's a good film. Cool Runnings, man. Of what? Like, <laughs> cool Runnings is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I used to be able to egg. recite that film like pretty much word for word. Like, How many times have you watched it when you say? Over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, over a hundred. Yeah, it's probably one of the first VHSs uh, I ever ever had. It was Cool Runnings. I remember, uh, yeah, watch it. Yeah, I, I've watched that film more than any other film. Who's your favourite character younger. in it? You love the dreadlock guy. That's the egg. Do you like him? Nah, mate, I don't know. Like, it's got to be uh, Sanka, you mean? Yeah, I mean, you got Doris, he's got a good soul, good heart, but he's a little bit Captain America, he's a bit too straight and narrow. You got Yul Brenner, who's like a big hard man, but he's got a gentle oh, yeah. soul, you know, he's hard, <laughs> he's hard exterior, but I gentle these on the names, inside. He's kind of like me, he's kind of like me, he looks, yeah. looks hard as fuck. But yeah, just keep it's a nice guy deep down, he looks intimidating. You've got um. Who's the fourth man? The fourth man is the rich boy, isn't he? Um, and again, he's you know because because he comes from a good background, you know his dad's very high up in uh, you know Kingston, uh, you know the political game, and um, he's uh, but people judge him because mm. he's come from a good background and this and that. But he's again, he's got a good soul. What about the coach? And, uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, That's poor for me. You watched it hundred times. Hundred times. Well, it's, well, it's probably been ten years since I last watched it. Probably I like probably Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the German team. They would always go. The German team were the good team, weren't they? Yeah, the, Ger the Germans. Yeah, were the enemy. 
Sure. My Earth Blitzer, was it? Earth Blitzer. Earth, 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 Earth Blitzer. Oh, what's the what's the other? Uh, Sanker, and who's the fourth one, man? Yeah, who's the fourth one? You shouldn't know this. Sanka, Irving Blitzer, Yul Brenner, Yul Brenner Deris yeah. Bannon, and Junior. 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 You like Joseph Gruel, didn't you? Yeah, oh, and no, the he's, Germans. He's, he's evil. Yeah, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't like those Germans in that film. I'm but, just um, sure, is that Kurt Campbell? Is he uh, no, a Swiss? Is it Stranger Things? It was the Swiss, wasn't was it? it the, Swiss? The, Swiss. the Germans are in it, I think. Yeah, yeah the Swiss yeah, yeah. are the, the good ones, aren't they? But that's a, that's a film that takes you on, a, <laughs> on a an emotional journey. Um, start off sprinters, you know, it doesn't work out for them. Yeah, start the film, you get that whole Jamaican vibe, as, you know, the, 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 the beauty of the island, and everything like everyone's having a good time, you know, and then inevitably it is a Disney film after all. They go through the dip and then they pull it back, and it's glory at the end. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. They don't win, do they? They're no, full over, don't they? But they're, they're, they're courageous. They finish the race. There's a lot of life they got lessons the to be learned. On their shoulder, didn't yeah, they? And yeah. They walked over the line. Yeah. I reckon my character's been built <laughs> on cool. <laughs> Get quicker and quicker and quicker. <laughs> I reckon my whole character's been built on cool, cool running. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've taken a bit from each of the, <laughs> the four sledges. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. There you go. So Cool Runnings is your favourite, basically. You could say that. Yeah. Golly, yeah. what's your? What would you put down as your favourite sports film? Yeah. Not set. Would you actually say Semi Pro is your favourite? <laughs> I do like Semi Pro. It's, it's funny. funny. But it's you funny. must have watched that recently because I mentioned it to you. Yeah, I watched it when I went to uh, Rome. I think I watched it on the plane. Yeah. It was good. No, I can't think of any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, stuff like Rocky is good, isn't it? Like, yeah. oh, that's Rocky. obvious, isn't yeah, it? Say off Rocky. Rocky. That's pretty good. Um, Karate Kid. I haven't watched it. Mate, half these films you've never watched them. Have you not? You're not a filmie at all? Not really. Um, I'd like to say I haven't got time, mate, but I just procrastinated at night for a couple of hours (laughs) where I could have watched the film. I'm going to go on and watch Moneyball, Cool Runnings, and then Semi Pro again, probably. Yeah, yeah. Semi Pro is good. Yeah, have you seen Talladega Nights? Yeah. That's a good one. Semi Pro is better. Yeah. Probably answers the question. Yeah, decent. I think we should leave it there. We've got another one. I'm pretty sure that is. We had a couple of joke questions. We had a nutrition one, which we kind of covered last week, so we're not going to answer that. Yeah. Should probably leave that there because I've got my haircut in 15 minutes. So I'll go get to the jewelry corner. Okay, happy. You can carry on. Can go. No, no, that's fine. Bit of a bit of a chew the fat, bit of a relaxed chat. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Hope you enjoyed it, guys, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for some more. Thanks for. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Decent. <laughs>